Hi, I'm Katie. I am a Thrive Guide with Soul Connects, and we just put out a post about the most common questions that our psychic mediums get. And tonight what we're going to be doing is actually having one of our intuitive healers and practitioners hop on this live with us to talk to you guys, answer basically a Q&A about the common questions that they get asked, um, about being a psychic medium or an intuitive healer in general. So right now we are going to have them hop on. This is my first live, so I'm working out some technical difficulties. Hello. Hi. <laughs> hey, everybody. Let's get set up here. All right. So we are about to be inviting on Kiera Kian of Crystal Prophecy, who is our one of our intuitive healers, and she's going to be doing a Q&A today. Oh, there you are. Hi. <laughs> There you go. Okay. I just invited you on care, so you should be able to join. I'm so excited. Yeah. Wanting to do it for a while. Hello, everybody. I see David just joined. Good to see you, David. Been a while. Hi, Jill. <laughs> Well, if you want to start, if you want to introduce Kira in the meantime while we're waiting her for her to join, Amber. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, a bit about who we're going to be meeting with tonight and talking to. Um, her name is Kira Kyan, as Katie said earlier, if you were here for it. Um, she is one of our practitioners on Soul Connects on our website. Um, she does quite a lot. Um, but what we'll be talking tonight about about with her is her psychic mediumship. Um, Kiara does readings. She does all kinds of stuff, helps you work with your shadow. Um, she also does astrology, sound healing, Akashic records, among many other modalities. Um, and it's just a wonderful practitioner that we are so excited to introduce you guys to. If you're interested in learning about her, you can check out her out on our website, uh, soulconnects.com, S-O-U-L-C-O-N-X.com. And that's where you can also book sessions with her as well if you'd like to work with her one-on-one. -on -one. I forget, she also does tarot and oracle cards. She actually has her own um, deck that she created, which is really cool. Um, it's a beautiful deck. And I'm going to take you out real quick and see if it'll let okay. <laughs> Sorry. Sounds good. <laughs> well, this is, there we go. Yay. Hi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> okay. Remember. <laughs> Hi, Colin. Okay. So hopefully it lets you join, Kiara. Yay. <laughs> okay, cool. Hi. Hi. We did it. We did it. So we kind of just gave an introduction. I'm sure you probably heard all of that. But basically, we're just telling a little bit about who you are. Kiara is one of our awesome practitioners um, on Soul Connects, um, and she does a lot. So this is just really informal. We'll probably be asking you some questions, and then anyone who's watching this live, feel free to ask questions as well. And we'll just keep it like a pretty easy chat going on. 
Sounds awesome. I guess to start with, do you want to introduce yourself and tell a little bit about what you do in your modalities? Yes. So as they mentioned in the intro, I actually um, do quite a number of different uh, modalities and tools, but my main focus is um, helping people figure out what their talents, uh, abilities, tools, clairs are. And by finding those different things, I do a number of different ways to kind of walk people through that. Um, I do tarot, astrology, Akashic readings, and sound baths. And each of those different tools have a specific way to cater the client and people um, into finding out what your special talents are and how you can work them in your day-to-day life. Oh, that's awesome. I know I've seen before that you do Claire's, but I don't really know a lot about that. Can you explain kind of what that means? Yeah, so Claire's are a fancy term that is used um, when we are learning about the abilities that we have. Many of you have probably heard of clairvoyant, clairaudient, um, and clair, uh, yeah, no, clairvoyant and clairaudient are probably the two most known. There's actually seven or more clairs there. We're discovering new clairs every day, but clairvoyant is the ability to know something is to come. Uh, there are people who can have the bad feelings or good feelings. They know something that's going to happen before it happens. That's clairvoyant. Clairaudient is the ability to hear beyond what humanity can hear. Yeah, clairsentient. Thank you, Janice. Clairsentient is um, just internal knowing and acting upon that. Each clair has a very specified part of the senses because we do have our hear, smell, touch, feel, um, five senses that we utilize. So the clairs are just the sixth sense uh, acting as a little add-on to your abilities. Oh, that's awesome. And so you say, so when you're helping people get in touch with that, like what is that, what exactly does that mean? What do you do with all that? There are a number of different ways to find out what uh, your ability is. If it's clairaudient, clairsentient, clairgustant, clairvoyant. Um, We just talk about your past, uh, seeing what you relate yourself to when your family, like say you had an experience when you were a child and you saw shadows or ghosts. Um, Say you can taste things randomly without eating that food for a long period of time or smell something around you that uh, reminds you of someone from your past. It could be somebody who's sharing those messages with you. That's how we talk about those different gifts and talents. If you have those, I kind of check it off on the box and then I'll tell you, yes, you have clairgustient, the ability to taste something that's not actually there. It's a very, you know, extra ability. Pretty Mm -hmm. cool stuff. Oh, that's awesome. That's so cool. Does that, does that come through to you? Like if you're doing a reading, do you also get like some, like, I know how everyone does it different, but does that come through at all that the person that you're working with, like what they might be, or is it just based upon what they tell you? There's the big key factors are impasse. If you were an impasse, that comes through immediately in my readings. I can sit down with you, even like having a conversation via phone or in person, and I can tell that you're an impasse. Learning that you're an impasse will help me figure out what talents and abilities you have. Sometimes I get messages, which is that clairvoyance, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes I get messages about other people and what their talents and abilities are in that moment. 
And then I can apply it and say, so um, do you occasionally taste foods that are not actually around you? Do you occasionally smell somebody from your past that you really cared about? And they'll reply to me, yes, no, you know, tell me what they're feeling or going through. And I apply it to the reading. Other times, especially with, we were talking about mediumship, which is what stirred this whole life. Mediumship, it helps a lot with learning about your clairs because clairs are the extension of connecting with other realities that are not just prevalent in the 3D. So that's kind of a number of different ways that you can do that and learn about those gifts. Oh, that's so cool. I love that. And then when kind of when you find out where someone's maybe more leaning to work with them on like how to develop those gifts or what does that kind of look like? When it comes to developing skills, it takes practice, just like playing the piano or singing or dancing. You have to be conscious. The first thing is I accept that I have these abilities and I would like to work further on them. So you'll say that aloud or to yourself. And then once you do that, you'll start to get messages stronger in that focus. So like I said before, when it comes to maybe it's that clairvoyancy where it's the knowing, you'll hear something in your head, like either you'll get an image or a verbal word or um, somebody will text you something that applies to that situation. And that's your key, like, oh, my ability is getting stronger where it comes to like Claire Gustian, which is the tasting, which is a really good one to learn. Um, say you taste like apple pie that your grandmother used to make you and it was the most amazing apple pie. You've never had an apple pie like that. And all of a sudden you get this overwhelming sensation of that smell, the taste, the texture of the crumbling bread. That is that Claire Gustian. That is you applying that energy and getting that around you. So somebody could be having that message with you, say it's your grandmother that passed. That would be her way of communicating with you. That's awesome. Do people ever get messages from someone that they don't know? Like, could you ever potentially taste or hear something just from someone that you don't know? Or is it usually a channeled message for you? Absolutely. You can pick up on stuff from people all the time. That's where empaths come in because that's how I know that you're an empath. If you feel a sensation that doesn't apply to you or you get a message from somebody from your past that is not yours, like say you have a really good friend, your best friend, and their uncle passed away from cancer, but you didn't know. They didn't tell you about it yet. They just found out. And then all of a sudden you get this sensation in your leg. That's where the tumor was for the uncle that passed away. It's not necessarily a message for you, but you can choose to take those messages and apply it to somebody. So say you bring it up to your friend and you'll be like, dude, I had the most weird experience. My leg hurts so bad. And she'll be like, which side? My left side, it feels really heavy and it hurts. Oh my gosh, my uncle just passed away from cancer. He got a tumor in his leg and that's how he passed, right? So those kinds of examples happen to people all the time. If you're an empath, you are soaking in information 24 seven and you're able to pick up on other people's stuff. If you don't know how to put up boundaries and protection energies around you, you'll get messages all day, all night, just learning how to turn it on or off. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's crazy.
Yeah, I don't think I have that. I feel like just hearing you talk, there's certain things that I identify with. And now I didn't even know that there were seven clairs that you could identify with. And I feel like, do you, would you say that everyone has like maybe one or two or is it like different for everyone? Kind of how it works. Um, so I actually wrote this up. I have a blog and it's called um, Kiara Spirituality Blog, which is also the name of the podcast that I'm working on. And in the blog, I actually write it out a little bit deeper about like how the clairs apply to you. But from my experience with people, you generally, if you have any of the abilities active, because we all have access to any of these tools and abilities, it's just a matter of not only being conscious of it, but aware and also stating that that's yours to use. Um, I've noticed that people can have anywhere from two to all of them. Wow. Wow. And then would you, are those more like the intuitive healers when you start becoming aware of it? Is that how you become an intuitive healer or kind of what was your path into getting into all of this? Um, I'm going to sneeze. So pardon me for one second. <laughs> if it comes forward, <laughs> it didn't, it decided to stay there. Um, so when it comes to these gifts, especially learning how you can proctor them, um, and like where you're going with them and everything. I learned this stuff on accident. There's different types of healers in the world. So there's the most common and most seen and recognized is empath. That is a type of healer. And then there is something called shadow healers. And those people usually go through a lot of ha uh, life challenges. They have um, issues with relationships with parents, families, romantic interests. Mm -hmm. Those are shadow workers and they are a type of healer that deal with trauma and stress and they can handle that a lot better than people who are more like light workers who do more um, personal development, healing, growth techniques, right? Mm -hmm. There's still that aspect of different types of healers. There's so many. I don't even know how to put that all in a video. I'm sure there's like hundreds of them. But yeah. the most common are like three aspects of self. So there's the shadow work, the light work, and then there's the self work. They all apply to each other. They can cycle. You could be a healer in any one of the three. But usually the self work has to do with Reiki, energy healing, um, vibration and auras. That's like physical body, like energy work. And then there's the light workers, which is more like, where are you going? What's your path? What's your purpose? Romantic interest. Um, all of that. Then the shadow work is inner child work, trauma, um, stress, he, uh, pain, stuff like that. Wow, that's so cool. I didn't even so even working at Soul Connects, like you said, we encounter so many different types of healers every day with all different modalities. But I like the way that you broke it down that you can kind of have a focus depending on which shadow work, light work. What what kind of healer are you? Do you classify yourself as one of those? I would be generally, I like to work in any field that I have interest or learn in. Um, right now, I would say I do a lot of shadow work. A lot of my clients that come to me, um, usually they have gone through a trauma or a serious uh, transition that they're working through. And I walk them through that by going back in time to the core issue and help them kind of deal with those things. But then I do the light work stuff too, where people just want readings and they want to see like where they're going and what their future is, which comes in a little bit. And I do a lot of self 
healing. I do the sound baths. I do hands-on healing, which is energy healing. And I also am certified in Reiki. Mm -hmm. So I haven't done a whole lot of Reiki because Reiki is a very sacred practice. You have to have modalities Mm -hmm. and you have to actually focus on what your practice is. That's why I do more energy healing, which is free flow. It's not as concrete as Reiki is, which is like a step-by-step learning process. Mm -hmm. I like to just, you know, put my hands on somebody and if they're not feeling well, there's something that happens when I do that energy healing and it just happens. They feel it, they feel comforted. And uh, that, yeah, I don't know. It's a natural ability. I don't know if it's like a, it's probably like an extra spiritual gift that I have developed over time, but yeah. 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 And I know that before we were kind of talking about how a lot of what you do is also bringing awareness to and information about these different modalities. And like you were saying about some of them are sacred and to kind of view things in a different lens. Um, So I like how you kind of brought that up about Reiki, that it's more intentional and that there are steps that you have to follow um, with that. Yeah. I think we had a question from Colin and he said, what are easy ways to start practicing once he, you become aware of one of your abilities? Um, the best practice, and it's kind of like the wax on, wax off thing uh, from Karate Kid, but um, there's something called the ball, right? You imagine this electromagnetic energy, just a little ball of energy that's in your hands. The best way to do this practice is to push your hands together without touching and pull away at the same time. So you feel this buoyancy of electromagnetic energy that's starting to develop. It's a really good practicing tool. It gets you going. Um, You can use magnets to help you. Like if you have two magnets and you face them so that they repel from each other, you can push against them and they'll repel naturally. That's a really good thing. Or if you have a really good friend at home or a partner or a family member, you can have them press your hands in and you push against theirs pushing outward. You could do that as well. Oh, awesome. That's so cool. Another one um, that I highly recommend as a practice is if you're aware of which of the Claire's are, which we'll be posting that soon, talking about Claire's. And if you're curious, um, I can also have my blog, have the entries or whatever for you guys to read. But um, learning mostly which of your five senses that you're connected with. Are you connected with taste? Do you taste really well? Do you smell really well? Do you see really well? Do you hear really well? Do you feel really well? If you can pick up which of those five senses like you do the best with or, you know, connect with the most, work mm-hmm. on that, like, that skill like if you're really good at hearing stuff close your eyes and listen to the earth around you be still be silent listen to your heartbeat listen to the animals listen to the machines that are in our house listen to all of that that's really good so you can apply this to any of the five senses and that's a really good way to practice because then you're activating your your third eye and your crown together And when your third eye is actually active and moving and working, you'll feel it. It'll start to feel like something's tingling up here. And you'll be like, okay, now somebody, something, myself, whoever highest good is in my highest good, show me the next level to this. And you will get a message from either your higher self or from a guide that can like give you more to work on this with. Mm -hmm. What's the difference between what you would say is like a guide and your higher self? And like, do the messages sound different? And how do you know, I guess, who's talking to you? 
I think it is per person, but I'll say like in my experience, um, I have a lot of really good psychic friends that have been doing this for 30, 40, 50 years, right? They're really good, skilled practitioners. And they will let me know that they can see their guides. Some of them can, some of them can't. They can physically see what they look like, what they sound like, what they feel like, and all that. They have a sense of who they are. In my case, I do not know necessarily what all of them look like. I know I have for sure a dragon, as cool as that sounds. I do have a mentor who is definitely a dragon. (laughs) Um, and I don't know what color they are. I don't know what they look like. I just know in my soul and my heart, it's a dragon. Mm -hmm. So when I hear my dragon, uh, that mentor doesn't necessarily talk to me per se. They more so will like, I'll see feathers or I'll have somebody tell me something nice. Like they'll give me a compliment. That's when I know that that guide is talking to me. Whereas my higher self it's completely like your gut feeling that and I know that that's across the board. That's your higher self talking to you, your subconscious, whatever you want to call it. That is that's your um, your actual higher self that's speaking to you versus a guide. A guide will send you people. It will send you messages. It will send you um sometimes items or work or money like it'll send you little mm-hmm. things oh, really? if my guides are listening <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> i know if you That's talk so cool. if you so basically for... it's different like there's like things that you can kind of pay attention to that kind of cue you in up to what it might be and if you ask for them to give you information Oh, no. Are you still there? Okay, now you're there. Hey, you're back. If you, um, if you ask your guides also to, like, bring you something, like, if you ask for help, they will send you help. Yeah, that's awesome. So it's kind of nice to know that you're not always on your own, I guess. Does it matter what you believe in, or does everyone just have guides regardless? Yeah, we all come into this life with helpers, so to speak, Um, to what level and what degree that is. I think that pertains per individual. I've heard a story in a different religion and culture. I think it was Hinduism, where it said that uh, you can have anywhere from three to nine different guides. And that's a lot. Like, say you have nine guides, that's nine different and individuals that are working with you versus mm-hmm. some people who might only have like three, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it looks like we have a question. It's what advice would you give to someone who's new to spirituality and this, you know, this industry in general and looking for a psychic or looking for a healer? Um, I have two answers to that. The first one is, what are you interested in as an individual? Do you like to swim? Do you like to dance? Do you like uh, numbers? Are you a logical thinker? You need to learn who you are on an individual basis. Have that conversation with yourself. And then when you're looking for a psychic um, or a reader or a healer, you definitely just need to trust your intuition and like go with the flow of it. Like maybe do a little bit of some research, definitely look into, okay, in my area, who is the most um, good 
feedback psychic or healer do they have reviews what have people said about them does it apply to me do your research and that applies Mm -hmm. to like if you're new to spirituality obviously if you don't know spirituality terms you can ask people or you can go onto your social media and look it up, like type it into your Instagram or your Facebook feed and type in a tag that's spirituality or medicine or uh, alternative healing. You will get random links to things and you can research and look into those interests and see, does this resonate or does it not resonate? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, definitely. And that's, I mean, that's kind of what we're doing as well is that's our whole point is making it easier for people to find those trustworthy practitioners. And then once they come across them, like through us, find who you resonate with, get a reading and see, you know, like you said, with your gut feeling, if that's the person for you. Um, and that's our whole point is we want to provide you with all these amazing healers that are, you know, vetted and experienced. And then once you resonate with your person, go from there. So I like that focus on kind of what you want to learn first and then go from there. Cause that's a good way to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm interested. I'm always super interested in like dream work and things like that. So that's usually who I gravitate to. Mm-hmm. And- I didn't really think of it until you said it, which probably after this, I would love to book a session with you. But um, the Claire audience that you were talking about, I feel like that is something that I attune to. And I never have really thought of it before as something that was maybe special. But I noticed that out of all my senses, that's definitely something that comes through most powerfully. So I would love to tap into that more. For anyone that's joining right now, Kiera is one of our healers, um, and she is psychic medium. She does sound healing, all different modalities, and you can book with her through, um, we're going to put up a link in our bio. Um, so right now, we're just having a chat and giving a Q&A on any questions that you have for her. But if you do want to work with her after this, there'll be a link in our bio for you to go and check her out some more as well. I feel like especially my biggest thing about loving Soul Connects is when I found you guys and actually got into the vet process, the fact that you do vet your people and that you care so sincerely about what they're offering and how to share that. That's something that's very individual, which I love about this platform. The other thing is um, I think research, honestly, in our entire lifetime is going to be your biggest gift. If I, Maybe some of us are a little lazy, right? You don't want to do all the work. And that's okay, too. But just one click when you're already on social media or on your TikTok and you see people who are psychic readers that do the general readings, you know, if it does resonate with you and you're like, wow, this person actually is like real, you know, contact them send them a message say thank you comment yeah give feedback definitely yeah with and social media it's so great that you can reach such an audience whereas before and this is something that we're trying to do as well is there's a lot of not only misinformation but withheld information and I feel like with the pandemic with everything people are getting more in touch with things and wanting to learn more and with all the different social media platforms it's making it easier actually to be able to come across information that maybe you wouldn't have access to before and then it's just what you said is finding who do you resonate who is you know someone that you can trust so I appreciate you saying that about us that's basically what we're big on is wanting to make sure that we are being a resource for people to do that Um, so thank you for that 
let's see. Um, and if anyone has any questions at any time, pop them in the chat. It looks like, oh, we have a good question. Have you had any experiences with ghosts or the supernatural? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Too many <laughs> to count. I'll tell you guys uh, two stories. One is a scary story and one is an awesome story. So we'll start with the scary one because that one's the one that people are more interested in. <laughs> when I was uh, 10 years old, we lived in Anthem, Arizona, which is kind of like a suburb of Phoenix. It's northern Phoenix area. And little did I know that Anthem is actually built on top of Native American burial grounds. So when you're living in the houses, some crazy stuff can happen. Um, but I didn't think about that as a kid because I'm 10 and I'm like, whatever. I've seen ghosts and stuff before, but nothing like what I will literally be telling you that I experienced. So my father was a alcoholic and he used to come home drunk every night. He worked 80 hour weeks. He was very you know, busy and sad and also trying to come in and take care of us and stressed and whatever so he would get really intoxicated and come home and be scary as hell like actually like terrifying mm -hmm. and one day I remember very clearly we were it was I wasn't allowed to really have friends over because my mom was too worried that something weird would happen or my dad would just kind of have one of his days so I was like sad because I wanted to hang out with some friends, of course. And I was like a 10 year old, like, mom, I want friends over. And she's like, yeah, no, that's not happening tonight. Sorry, babe. If you want to go to another friend's house, you can. And I was like, no, I want to stay home. So we stayed home. I was playing with my sister, did my homework, whatever. It's a Saturday. We're chilling at home and it's late. My dad's getting home real late. We get a phone call saying, have you seen Greg? He didn't show up for work. And I was like, Oh no, another night of terror of my dad being an alcoholic. He gets home and it's like five o'clock and he's being weird. He leaves for a couple hours. He comes back. It's like seven, it's nighttime, you know, night's rolling in or whatever. And when he gets home, he's acting like berserk, like not himself. His eyes are like shaking and it's totally not him. Like he is possessed. That is for sure. And when he's talking to me, his voice changed and he was like chasing us around the house. And it was like a total Amityville horror type thing. Like he was just being weird and totally crazy and scary. And I was like, mom, that's not dad. Like there's somebody else inside of dad right now. She's like, I know, but I don't know what to do about it. Cause I like, we didn't have tools to like say, you know, do any healing or protect the house or anything at the time. I think my mom was more in the closet about that stuff. And when he was outside in his Hummer, um, he was sitting in the passenger seat of the Hummer. And in the driver's seat was a shadow figure, an actual shadow person was sitting in the driver's seat talking to my father. And my mom saw it too. So it wasn't just me. We looked out the window of the upstairs room that looked out to the, you know, where the driveway was. And there my dad was talking to the shadow person, literally. And it looked right up at us. And we like closed the blinds because we were terrified. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, mom, we need to leave. Like dad's crazy. Call the cops. We'll deal with him sober in the morning. We need to leave. Like we cannot yep. be at this house right now. Yeah. Um, so dad ended up coming inside and we kind of averted him because he heard himself climbing up the stairs, chasing us for the last time we left. 
um, the next morning, he didn't remember anything. He didn't remember what happened. He didn't remember nothing, nothing at all. And he was him, totally different voice. His eyes were normal. It was the weirdest experience that I had ever had. Was it just that one time or have you ever seen it again? With him after that, that was like the last straw with my mom. So that was when she decided like, oh, we can't be together anymore. But he had been possessed a couple of other times when he's drunk before because what happens when you drink, that's why they call it spirits, by the way, um, that opens your auric field and it allows energy to move through you, whether you accept it or not. I don't think my dad knew that he was such a powerful empath. And I think what would happen is these entities would see that he was vulnerable and they would work their way in and chill out there with him while he was suffering or going through his trauma or his past. Cause he's called my mom, his mom's name sometimes because he's in the past mentally because he's in, you know, dealing with those demons. Right. And that happened a lot growing up. I just didn't think about it as much until I got older and actually understood that that's what was happening. Mm -hmm. The second story that I have that's actually a really cool, like really beautiful story. Mm -hmm. When I was seven years old, my, uh, he was my uh, married into the family cousin. So he was my aunt's blood aunt's husband's son from another marriage. And he was my uh, cousin. His name was Ben. And he was a musician. He played guitar he um he used to work at mcdonald's and back then they would have the beanie babies you know and uh the happy meals Mm -hmm. and he would bring them home for me like in the big bin like i'd have like hundreds of beanie babies that he would bring home to me and i might cry so i'm sorry because it's a really meaningful story but he you're welcome yeah he um he passed away not too long after that, he was suffering from uh, drug uh, addiction, and he um, he was a beautiful, sweet soul, but he was in so much pain from his dad being abusive and his past life and stuff. So he ended up overdosing, and he passed away, and it was traumatizing because I loved him so much. He was 19, so he was, like, way older than me. And he was, like, 11 years older than me. And I adored him. I loved him so much. So it took such a chunk of my heart when he passed away. And he um, used to play the guitar all the time. And they kept his guitar. They still have it to this day. It's a beautiful yeah. electric guitar. And... I remember they moved and my cousin was born uh, when I was nine years old, my new cousin with the new marriage. Mm -hmm. And when he was born, um, the guitar played like when we were staying the night at my aunt's house, like after my cousin Alex had been born and I knew it was Ben, like Ben was saying like, Oh, I'm here for my little brother and I miss you guys. You know, it was such a cool experience. So, that was one of the most amazing ghost experiences. Like I know for a fact that was him because I could smell him and I, he played that little, little rift that he used to do on his electric guitar. So that was really special. Wow. That's beautiful. I got a little teary eyed. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So that's why when we're talking about mediumship, not everybody is open. I'm sure when we were younger, um, the first seven years of our life, 
we actually have that ability to connect with the other world and like other energies and ghosts and stuff. Um, but when you have something traumatic or fearful or sad, you know, it, it, when you're a kid, like that impacts you really hard. So you have to like translate it like, oh, I'm shutting it off, right? You close your eyes. I don't want to see scary stuff. I don't want to hear scary stuff anymore. So people will shut their gifts off. And I'm like, no, 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 don't shut it off. Don't be afraid. Like you can, you can not know it and not understand it, but don't be afraid. Like that gift is a gift. It's a present. Like you should embrace the fact that you have these abilities, but not everybody is ready or, um, uh, open to understand that world you know what I mean definitely yeah and again I mean that's why I think it's so cool that you do what you do which is like helping people kind of embrace that almost and identify it and then like okay how do you work through it and how do you go from there um so I think maybe this is a good place to hop off this live but thank you so much one for sharing your stories and for just being like basically like a dictionary of knowledge about all things spiritual is really really cool um what we're gonna do is we're gonna put a link to kiara's microsite in our bio so that anyone that wants to work with her or get a reading from her they'll be able to go and book with you i want to now now i feel like like well what cool gifts do i have <laughs> I'm um, building classes currently also that uh, we'll be exploring in the future that I will definitely have available for all you guys to kind of learn more about like how you can work on shadow work, your gifts, Claire's, and then like any future or personal goals that you're looking for. So stay tuned for that stuff. I'm really excited for all of that. And I think it would be fun. Like I love working with you guys. You and Amber are just such spectacular people. And if you guys get a chance to meet uh, Mercedes and Cheryl, they are amazing, especially like I, I'm the type of person, I wouldn't say I'm judgy at all, but I would say like, I know if you're full of it or not, and if I want to work with you, and I, I think they're spectacular people. So really excited to be working with Soul Connects and you guys and anybody in the future. Thank you so much for saying that. We're so excited that you wanted to join our community as well. So we love having you um this was great so we might be doing more lives in the future kira's awesome she hopped on last minute and just was ready to go um so for anyone else who there's like a lot of people that joined during this so anyone that wants to work with her head to her microsite and then also just stay tuned because we'll probably be having you on and i love doing this this was really fun i was kind of nervous so it was like you made it super easy <laughs> oh yeah i know and it, yeah we'll do it in the future just do a bunch of them because it's fun yeah. you get to learn your practitioners and stuff so yeah definitely okay we'll have a good whatever day it is monday and then and then if anyone has questions about anything you can just dm us and we'll direct you to kira we'll direct you to the right place bye, bye guys <laughs>